Hey, welcome to the Remo Tlale Life and Faith Podcast, a long-form podcast designed to help you thrive in your life as well as in your faith. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the podcast. Uh, it is myself, Remo Tlale, and I'm here with the co-host, um, the co-pilot of this ship, Lita Light Metaza. What's up, dude? What's up? It feels like it's been a while since we've done it, me and you. It does. It does feel like it's been a while, which is good. I think people uh, must, you know, must enjoy the, the interviews. And um, yeah. I'll tell you, tell you on air, what I tell you often off air is, uh, again, people uh, keep heaping praise on your name because they you listen to the episodes you do. I know the latest one we just dropped was with um, the interview you did with Sivu. And uh, many people just felt like, dude, Lita Light is killing this thing. So... So that you know that I do tell you offline, but I, you know, so people know I do tell him also in person that <laughs> he's doing the things. Um, we're going to tackle, uh, I feel like this might become like a series of conversations. You just kind of have these uh, every now and then. Um, yeah. We're going to tackle the idea that we went to church and we have some thoughts. <laughs> we, we have some critiques of the man. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> I can't even say that. I work for a church full time. It's not even like a side hustle. Um, but went to church, bro. So, okay, let's maybe do background. Uh, Lita, you were born in the ICOC. I was born in the ICOC, yeah. So my parents were baptized by Auntie Ruth Hewitt and Uncle, what's his name, William, mm-hmm. um, in the late 90s, I think. So I was like one years old. There's like a picture of both them being baptized and baby me there. Nice. So it feels like <laughs> I'm pretty, it's pretty much all I've known church-wise. Okay. But yeah, I did grow up, I think the term is kingdom kid. That's it, yeah, so we call it. And yeah. um, and then got baptized at? Uh, I was 15 the year I turned 16. I was basically 16, but I got baptized in 2014 now. You know, the fact that I have to like think back makes it feel like it's yeah. been a while since so Eight years ago. Okay, so um, getting up there. But yeah, nice. uh, as in teen ministry, you know, I did the whole thing, kids, pre-teens. I still remember all the teachers, all people's yeah. names, etc., etc. Yeah. yeah, and they still remember you. Oh, you were so small. Oh, you were so sweet. Yeah, uh, <laughs> one of those. Yeah, see, I don't get those. I get your Remo is so naughty. We don't know how you turned out to be a minister. <laughs> I, uh, anyway, um, yeah, okay, so you, you were born in pretty much, I was four when my mom became a disciple. Mm-hmm. Those pictures of me at her baptism, crying on Uncle Mark Artenwiller's shoulder, and then did the whole deal, man. We were in the north of Joburg. I always tell people the story. We used to drive past where the, um, the church building is now in, the, in Joburg, northwest, and mm-hmm. uh, it was just land back then. It's like a little farmhouse up at the top. And uh, we would pray for the land. And I thought it was the weirdest thing. My mom would be like, pray for this land. We're going to build a church. <laughs> like, all right, man, whatever you say, Home G. Um, obviously, super, super formational for me, shaping. Um, and then you had kids zone, preteens, teens, um, some of my best friends. I mean, guys, even guys who stood, stood at my wedding are guys I grew up with in the church. Um, yeah. And then 2012, I was baptized. It's crazy. 10 years now. Yeah, yeah, man. And they give me Abraham's walking stick here soon. <laughs> uh, anyway, okay. So, so we there's obviously multiple routes we can go with this. Um, uh huh. But maybe let's go. Let's go here. What, what do you What do you love about church? 
what have you loved over the years and what's your your go-to on that um i think a big thing has always been okay i guess before when i was like a kid i there was a place i got to like see my friends like get form those friendships with them and most of those guys are still my friends now yeah um but i think it's the as like i started doing the thing with jesus i, I just think that a place where everybody wants to connect with god and wants to be with jesus um is really cool mm. um i just think that i don't like they are so few of those like i know there's like a lot of churches in general mm-hmm. but there's so few of those spaces where people are like genuinely try to connect with god and are willing to like put their like lives on the table and whatever they fear whatever they're dreaming yeah all of that, to just yeah figure out what that connection looks like to like actually walk with him yeah um and yeah i've just it's always been a cool thing to me mm. about church because like i said like you're in the world most of the time you're on your own yeah that's real that is real it's um it's also such a diverse place. Yeah. I think about the different congregations I've either been a part of or been able to attend church with. Um, and I just think like, yeah, it's just so diverse. Like there's Danis, there's Worms, there's uncles, there's aunts, there's like yeah, Grandpa Joe is in the, in the mix. There's yeah. like, you know, the young uh, whippersnappers, like late teens who are like, you know, too cool for school, some of them. Others of them, like, you know, super zealous. Uh, but like you say, somehow we're all there with what should be a collective uh, mindset around what it is that we're trying to do here. Yeah. Um, and able to kind of walk together, which is, which is fun. Um, so. Yeah, it's just, it's one of those. I think even the fact that, like, you know, I guess, like I said, growing up in the church, the fact that, like, people you don't know at all care about you so deeply has also just been like so crazy to me i would walk around at like 13 years old and i'd see some mama i did not know like from a bar of soap at all yeah. and she's genuinely proud of the way my life is going and i'm like yo <laughs> so, i fear no who you are yeah um but i think when you look back and it, it's like because you don't find that anywhere else mm, that's right like, people only like care about you if you care about them or if you've had some sort of role in their life or it's like but here, friend of a friend of my mom's, and it's like, yeah, yeah, like, you and care, concern, people genuinely keeping up with your growth and whatever it is that you're doing. Yeah, as well, to me as well. Yeah, it's that, it's that weird community aspect, right? It's like, all of a yeah. sudden, you're not just like your mom's child, but you're like the community's child. Yeah, uh, I remember definitely feeling that at different points, but when I, especially when I got like to move out of the north, like sent out, whatever the word is out of the Northwest to go to Durban and then eventually now to Cape Town. Um, obviously I say the Northwest cause that's the job. That's a part of Joburg, the church, the, yeah. part of the, you know, part of the Joburg church, which I grew up in. And so mostly, and so people just super generous, like people with well wishes, people sending us gift cards, people wanting to buy me stuff. Cause it's like, obviously yeah. when, like when kids move out the house, their parents take care of them. And this was like, could the community felt like, hey, you're one of ours moving out to go and do things in the world. Um, so I definitely resonate with that, that feeling of people just like, it's like weird that they care. And it's sometimes it's like the, the connection is really weird. Like, oh yeah, I remember you did communion four years ago. And ever since then, like, it's been cool watching you grow. I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I guess, I guess we can do that. Thanks, man. Um, 
the one thought that came up, and I know we kind of touched on this, is, is obviously what is church? Mm. Right, and, and we, we should probably, this is where the disclaimer comes in. If we're doing a YouTube channel, it'll be like, these are all just thoughts and feelings from Rimo and Lita, no one else. Yeah. <laughs> like these aren't, you know, <laughs> the, the stated facts of the Bible. Um, but yeah, what do you think church is? What do you say? How does one define church? That's crazy. Because, you know, for a long time, I thought it was like the building and where people go. Mm. And like, that's it. So if there's a bunch of people, which I guess it's part of it, right? Yeah. But I think, I mean, I remember, and this is one of like my early church memories. I was like five years old and I slept over at my friend's house. And so by then I'd been used to the Northwest region of the ICOC already. But like, we went to Rema because that's where his family went. And I was like, okay, it's church. Like, Same thing I get in the ICOC. I'll get to him. And Remo was just like a different world, bro. <laughs> sure. I was like, what is going on here? Sure, sure. And I was like, I remember just wanting, I was like, okay, no, no. I need like, I'm never coming back to Remo ever again, bro. Like, <laughs> like, so funny. like forget it. Next yeah. week, I'm going to, like, if we sleep over, we're not going to church, bro. Like, yeah. we're going to church. place <laughs> yeah that's hilarious and i think I'm, and so i think there's a part of it where it's like okay and i guess this is why like people like church shop and church, but like the impact and like the experiences that you have within a church i guess also matter yeah so it's like uh do people genuinely love god is it like a genuinely welcoming place for all yeah um and so i think because the part of church is like I guess a group of people trying to like mirror God or mirror Jesus and like reflect his word. Cause we're ultimately we're image bearers. Yeah. And so I think if we are like a community of image bearers, mm. I feel like we get a really close to what a church should be. Yeah. Um, and not everywhere is like that. Yeah. yeah um, unfortunately not. Yeah. But I guess if I had to like bear it down to a sentence, a community of image bearers sounds pretty cool. So I'm <laughs> Hey, I'm gonna go with that, bro. I'm gonna start, yeah. start preaching that. No, I think you're right because because obviously part of what we were sharing the experiences is in my mind the memories that come up are the building, are the location, are the Sunday yeah. morning, uh, and back when we were zealous for Jesus when we used to have midweeks, you know those things. Yeah. Remember those days where you used to come to church in your PJs, bro. You used to do, like eat supper early, come to church, yeah. in your PJs, pass out in the back of the car, and then wake up at two a.m. in your bed. You don't know how you got there. I remember that. Yeah. Days. Uh, and it was more interesting because my mom was a single mom for a season. And so <laughs> for both me and my brother to end up in bed was interesting. But um, it's interesting because obviously the, the biblical term church, the, the word in the Greek is ekklesia, which is really just a group of called out people for a common purpose, which is why I like kind of uh, a, cream, a community of image bearers. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, a lot of movement and the, part of the Cape Town church, what we talk about is like, don't just go to church, but be the church, actually yeah. be an image bearer, be someone who does that. But it's so easy, particularly with our like religious climate, like here in South Africa, and I think in lots, lots of parts of the world, Church mm-hmm. is like just the building and, and maybe the Sunday morning if you don't have a building. Like we don't have a building yeah. that we own here in Cape Town. We, we rent a high school. And so it's like, okay, that is church on Sunday. But if I'm having coffee with someone on Tuesday afternoon, I'm not quite doing church. I don't yeah. know why, we, why we've divorced 
why both can't be true, if that makes sense. Like both can mm-hmm. be considered church. Um, so if, 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 this is where my brain goes. So if the, the idea of, of a church is the community of image bearers, why is it then that we shop around? Like what, what, makes, what makes the like differences that people end up not, I feel, I feel at home here, I don't feel at home there. If the whole goal is just, hey, find other image bearers and hang out with them. Uh, yeah, and I've also thought about that. I guess what, like, what image are people bearing? Um, or like, what image do we want to be? What do we think? I guess, I guess we go all the way back to our thing about the Bible. Yeah. I think a lot of the times, what we kind of came to is that like a lot of the time people are just, we relate with the Bible in a very limited way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I think we do the same with Jesus and God and I guess church. I guess his image is yeah. like really limited for us. And so I, again, I think of mega churches, um, um, or even like the thing at Rema where we have to—it has to be like the spectacle of it all, I guess. So, yeah. Which I guess I mean there is like a part about Jesus that is spectacular. Like, don't get me wrong, but yeah. I don't think that's all it is. And so sure. I think I think when people shop around, especially when you're looking for a community, I think a lot of it is loneliness. I mm. think we try to go to a place where we don't feel lonely um, or we're not happy with the view of Jesus or God that we're getting. For sure. Uh, um, or some, or some places just challenge us on. It's like, let's say you find a church that's like, okay, we actually we like want you to change your life and you just don't yeah. want to. Yeah. So you can go to a place that's comfortable. It could be a lot of reasons, but I think it just goes back to that image of God and Jesus and how we want them in our lives i think that affects our view of church more than we think so that's deep no what would you say yeah it's interesting obviously sometimes from the ministry perspective yeah things feel slightly different Uh, and i obviously have a little bit more of these conversations with people who come and check us out right so I'm, i'm on staff somewhere and again yesterday was sunday for us um and uh, I met a guy and he's like, yeah, yeah, I know you. I said, I don't know you from a bar. So he's like, oh, you've been up there. <laughs> I said, oh yeah, I did preach three weeks ago. <laughs> so it makes sense. But, but in his mind, he knows me. Uh, and, yeah. he, and he, older than me, guy older than me, but he then began to speak very respectfully to me. And I thought, dude, why? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm a 28 year old dude. I don't know what's going on in life. And he's, you know, yeah. he's got a 10 year old daughter. They, they're like in their mid thirties, him and his wife. But, but obviously I'm the minister. And so the reason I give that backdrop is because I do think what I find is most of the time people want to tick the box of church mm-hmm. and Christianity. Um, and yeah, there's probably two sides. One is the group that want to just tick the box. And so, hey, I'm looking for a church that will let me to slide in, slide out. I don't want to have to have communication and connection with people. Yeah. Um, the other group of people that I find uh, end up church hopping is people who are hurt. Um, mm-hmm. and I'm sure we'll talk, we'll talk church hurt here in a little yeah. bit, but I think, uh, yeah, I mean, one of the guys that I've been working with and mentoring this last semester on, on campus, that's his story. I mean, he was like, you know, hurt by a church, some really, really messed up things. Like when I listen yeah. to them, like, and that, like that church, people, that's like considered a, 
Christian-centric place, like a Christ-centered, <laughs> what? Like, how yeah. do people say those things to you, do those things to you? And that's that's not a slight at that group. That's a slight at Christianity, because we do that. Right? Yeah. Said things, yeah. Uh, and, and then in retrospect, you realize, oh, man, that was super insensitive, was super uncaring. Um, and so I think what people then do is when they get hurt, they put up a bit of a, of a, of a buffer. They skip on wherever they are instead of uh, wrestling down saying, hey, I want to talk through stuff. Uh, my, you know, this hurt me or what have you. And maybe some people do, and that isn't heard. Uh, but then, yeah, then they go look around to find where, where's the next spot that I can kind of fill in and not feel the same remnants of what may have hurt me previously. And so, for example, if you come from a Pentecostal church where the Holy Spirit is always present and you're not saved until you speak in tongues and that hurts you, then you're going to go somewhere where that may be the opposite, where people don't believe in yeah. that. Um, and I'm not, this is not a doctrinal conversation. I'm just saying people look that, look for that. Where if you went to yeah. a, a small community church, you might go to the mega church to find a big thing because you feel like, mm-hmm. okay, the small is where I got hurt. The big, I can just slide in and be a number. Um, yeah. You know, all of those sorts of things. And I find that those two groups are generally the ones that I see are, are kind of church hopping or, or church shopping, whatever word you want to use for it. Uh, again, interesting perspective and the church hurts, which completely left my mind when I was reading that. But I think that is also a big um, reason because I know people who have, I guess, if you're in a church long enough and if you're in the same church long enough. Exactly. You see, you see um, people come and people go. Mm. Um, and I've heard like reasons for why people have felt the need to leave. Um, and some of them have been valid. And yeah. I'm just like, yo, okay. Like sometimes you understand, which also sucks. Mm. Like I understanding why someone has to leave the church yeah. here, it does leave you in a point where you question things. But then yeah. I guess my next question, because like the whole minister vibe is thing, like what would you, how have you figured out or how, what would you do to like deal with church hurt or address church hurt? So like, what are some of the thoughts that run through your mind? You don't have to have like an answer, but like what <laughs> sure. kind of like goes on in your head? Yeah. Uh, I, honestly, and it's, it's going to sound really cheesy, but I, let me unpack it. Is I think I go back to Jesus. Yeah. And I'll say, I'll say this. The reason I say that is, 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 is for both parties, the teachings of Jesus and the person of Jesus have to be centric. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we can't like, uh, and I'm thinking of a couple of conversations I've had with a couple of people and it's like, oh, but they did this or the leadership of the church did X, Y, and Z. And I said, dude, pr- probably very true. Yeah. My first answer is you're probably correct. Your, your experience of leadership in a church is probably exactly correct. Yeah. But Jesus, like how would Jesus deal with people that do that? How would Jesus, yeah. you know, Jesus, he extends incredible amounts of grace. He, he's incredibly humble. Even when he's hurt, right? Even yeah. when he's offended by something, he extends humility and grace. And, and I think the world we live in today in cancel culture, um, this, this advice may not be applicable in 10 years or 15 years because I don't know what the climate will feel like, but the, the climate yeah. now feels hostile. And because yeah. the, I, I have a, a plethora of options, I, I can literally go three, three uh, you know, roads down from you and there's another church and then another church and then another church, especially in South Africa, yeah. we're, we're very yeah. uh, Christian. So uh, we're considered a Christian nation. So I think that's the biggest thing that I've tried to help people work through is, hey, you need to be a forgiving, gracious, loving, kind, humble person extending yeah. that to the people who have hurt you uh, and then you need to fight to keep christ at the center now do i think that there's toxic 
communities, calling themselves communities of image bearers, churches. Absolutely. Yeah. And so I do mm-hmm. think you need to get out when it's toxic. And I do think you need to get out when you try to be like Jesus, but this place, if anything, squeezes the little Jesus out of you that, you know, that you, <laughs> yeah. met, you know, um, but most times, and we, I've had this, even just in the last, I've been having on, we've just about been in Cape Town 18 months now. I've had that with people here where somebody felt slighted by me and I've had to go yeah. back and say, Hey, let's talk. But before we have this conversation, and hopefully she'll agree with this, I said, before we have this conversation, can I ask you to be gracious and humble towards me? And I'm going to fight yeah. my best to be gracious and humble towards you. And what it did is I said, dude, you're absolutely right. I don't, the, the person was bringing up some things that I do teach about and that I don't teach about and felt like I'm very one-sided in my theology. Um, yeah. and, and it's not, that doesn't mature the, the, the community. And I said, dude, you're absolutely right. I need to grow in that. Yeah. I, I, can we do it? Can you send me Bible study? Let me go read up on that. You're, you're absolutely right. And then she felt like it was intentional. And then I said, but where you're wrong, it is not intentional. I'm not pursuing yeah. to hurt you and people yeah. in your position as a result of what I say. Yeah. I'm just, my experience of life has led me to see God, Jesus, and the Bible in one direction. I've yeah. never been a woman. Not a day in my life have I been a woman. So that already, yeah. there's a lens there that I'm, I've lost. That, yeah. that can create a gap between her and I. Um, and there's other, there's other things that I don't want to give too much detail because if someone from Cape Town listens to this, they might kind of try to pinpoint, oh, is it her, is it her? Um, yeah. But, but I, I say that to say, I think what ended up happening, this person to me, we are now closer. And that person yeah. kind of seems more energetic for the community yeah. because they realize, oh, what I assumed was a slight and an intentional hurting of people in my situation uh, was Remo's ignorance. Yeah. And Wait, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, like I can, I don't know about you. I can forgive ignorance. What, yeah. I, what I struggle to forgive, and I should forgive, I'm not saying I shouldn't forgive, but what I struggle to forgive is intentional hurting. Like when people are intentionally standing up, like I'm going to yeah. be a, a pain in the butt. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, so yeah, so that's, that's my thoughts on, on church hurt. And, and then I do think, again, uh, eject if it's toxic. So if, uh, if you have conversations and people don't hear you, people don't want to change, people don't want to, you know, I've had literally had guys who've said, no, I had a conversation and they said, well, that's just how it is. And if you don't believe that we're people from the Bible, then you move on. I said, all right, then you move on. <laughs> yeah. You don't stick around when people can say that, you know. So uh, I probably said a lot more than I should, but that's that's a little, my little bit on on how as a minister I would deal with church church. Thoughts as a person who's not in the ministry, what, what would you want to hear from your minister? Yeah, and I think this is weird because, again, the points right at the beginning that you made of the cancel culture and the options, which is cool because I've also, because I think the world, my general view is the world at large anyway is full of things that we should probably like tear down. Sure. Like, like there are things that definitely need to go, bro. Like, <laughs> sure. and, I, <laughs> and that's where cancel culture like stemmed from. Mm. But then, obviously, people like it's gone too far now. Any slight inconvenience or any slight disagreement needs to go. And I think the point you made about options, because like on our streets in Joburg, at least there's like three churches. Yeah. I go to church, and I'm like, there's one, and it's like my church is like sandwiched in between (laughs) other churches. Um, and so I think, yeah, the points of grace and humility i think it's definitely something that i've needed to learn more because it's, it's easy to like okay bro this place sucks and then cut and run and then not deal with stuff or not at least try to be 
on the forefront of like issues and talking about stuff and like mm. trying to okay at least let's figure out how to move forward let's actually put effort into this and then just be like this place sucks that place sucks for and then it sucks forever and then yeah. you're just that guy and so i don't think that has been helpful to uh, as a person at least dealing i don't think it's helpful to just like give up like you said if it gets toxic and it gets to a point okay but if you've got the energy to like actually stand up to stuff that you think sucks or at least bring it up with people and yeah. like go to people and talk about what they teach and try to figure out why and how and like what drives them i think that can always be helpful and then i think like you said i think people need to listen more mm-hmm. and i think it can be very easy in any sort of leadership position to just like, okay, but look, I'm, I do it this way. So that's just how it's going to be done, bro. Yeah. Like I've been doing this thing for like 10, 15, 20 years. I've been the minister. So yeah. let me just like, you're just going to have to deal with how I teach things and what I say and how I deal with stuff. And you'll be fine. It's between you and God. I think um, victims of church hurts. I think in my experience, when I listen to them, I think, when it gets to a point where people leave, they just felt like they've been trying to be listened to for way too long and they haven't. Mm. And I think at some point that hurts. And then yeah. people have so many unresolved stuff because you tell them that Jesus and God listen to them and want to connect with them. And then you don't. <laughs> oh, <that's laughs> yeah. 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 And, they, and it's like, okay, so what do you expect the person to do? Yeah. Especially so with like, real. especially where it's like very real issues. Like, mm their in their life yeah i'm like so many people don't have easy lives bro Mm-mm. and like <laughs> church is like a place of comfort and love and then you're just adding to the the stress and tension of their everyday life already yeah. it feels like a thing of okay at some point it's going to get too much people are going to get tired and if they feel like they're dealing with stuff on their own anyway mm. then why add more problems and so i think it's just a I think to listen, you, you don't always have to be on stage preaching about stuff. Yeah. Like I can, like some Sunday's sermons should, feel like should be uplifting, encouraging, pushing people, spurring people on. But yeah. like we say, be the church. So you yeah, have yeah. like every other day to talk about <laughs> stuff. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> to talk about stuff and to sit with people and to have conversations and to listen to people's very real problems. And yeah. I think in situations where people leave most of the time i found because i remember going around talking to people and asking people why they left yeah and the, the common theme was that people just weren't heard yeah um and so it got to a point where they were mistreated and they tried to talk about it and tried to deal with it and it just they never got anywhere yeah they got left. Um, and so i think yeah people who can listen and can help and can change things I think should yeah and I, I might even say this just it came up as you're speaking there from a ministry perspective like I actually really want the type of people who care enough about our community to speak up I don't know if that makes yeah. sense yeah like, like I don't want the type of people who are just like oh that's messed up keep quiet no yeah. you can't say something bruh like come you know we had this uh, you recently uh, we would uh, I mean, I'll say it, he, him and I have spoken, so it's fine. But we were looking at, at um, the, the brother who leads our church, his name is Verna, and, and he had a slideshow and he depicted yeah. a biblical character as Caucasian white twice. 
or three yeah. times, I think, in the sermon. And both of us were like, huh, that's yeah. interesting. Like that's, and it's like, I use it because it's also such a small, like in, in the yeah. big scheme of things, like what people have been hurt by in the church, this is a small version of that. Yeah. But then I said to him, yo, dude, like, hey, just a heads up, like for certain people, like I, it, it hit me, it hit my friend. And that's enough of us in a, con- I mean, we're a congregation of 200 plus people. <laughs> yeah. but that's enough of us for him to be able to like, oh, dude, I'm so sorry. One, I didn't see it. Um, but that's, dude, that's exactly why I need you in my life to help me to see it. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. and I was like, hey, yeah. there you go. And then the next week we had a slideshow. Guess what? The, the person, the, the biblical character wasn't just, I don't mind him being Caucasian or her being yeah. Caucasian, but they weren't just Caucasian. Yeah. Right? Because we Bible history, blah, blah, blah. But I yeah. thought, I felt good because I was like, yeah, because I'm fighting for the quality of our overall picture as a family. Yeah. Because this is the community yeah. where in three weeks' time, I want to bring another person of color into the space. And I would hate that because I didn't decide it was worth speaking about that they feel slighted and never want to come back type of thing. Um, so I do think from a ministry perspective, I invited, I'm like, please come talk to us. But I do think how you talk to someone uh, yeah, like, and I've also had that. I've had that you, you're a terrible leader as the opening line, and I'm like, dude, like, how is this going to be a productive conversation? <laughs> At what point do you think I'm going to feel good about this and want to? Like, because also we're human, right? Like, I'm not, I'm yeah. not perfect, and so there's just things when when you go into fight or flight that you can't help but do when that's the person's approach versus, hey, can we talk? I think there's some ways that we could do this better. Um, yeah, so I don't know. Yeah, just that two cents, which is good because I think it goes both ways. Because once again, being challenged is like never fun, bro. Mm. So I think in general, in life, it's part of life. But you're like, yo, okay. I don't think people enjoy like messing up and hurting people, and, and exactly. in a church, at least they deserve that benefit of the doubt. Like yeah. the dude works for a church because he wants to help people get Exactly. Yeah. I think he's got some sinister scheme of trying to like trip people up and like sure. make people's lives worse. Yeah. But um, I do think because even because like you said, people get defensive. So sometimes you bring something up in a calm and fashionable way, and then you get shut down, and all that also doesn't help. Yeah. Um, because as a person, you can't really do anything. Like you need to go back to church next Sunday, and now you see the dude preaching on stage, and yeah. immediately you're gonna like switch off. Yeah. For and then people get passive aggressive. Yeah. Sorry. And then there's passive aggression and it's not nice and it's just not a yeah. like healthy environment, which I don't think is God's plan for church. But I think our view of church has to grow because we think, okay, this is just like an issue on, this is just like a Sunday thing. Mm. So it's fine. We'll just coexist with each other on the Sundays and that'll be it. But like, no. Yeah because we're trying to be like a family and we're trying to get closer. You're a person that I'm supposed to trust. Mm. And so if like I bring something up with you and you shut it down, like what do you want me to do for like all the other times at the family groups and at the discipling groups and then you're the guy who sits in on my studies and like et cetera, et cetera. And so I think the way we talk to each other matters and obviously the patience and the humility I think that's also all good stuff but I again I think I feel like a lot of stuff would or a lot of the way we approach each other and talk to each other and want to like help each other move forward I think would grow if our view of church as a whole Mm. because for a long time I thought okay it's Sundays 
Yeah. And so when someone when someone does something that sucks on Sunday, I'm just like, okay, dude, it's it's whatever. By the time the next Sunday comes, I'll be over what happened last Sunday. Yes. But for some, there's a lot of people who don't get that luxury, bro. Like church is like, okay, this is their place of safety and comfort from a really like shocking week yeah. most weeks. Um, and so I think if we at least start to grow it that way and we keep pushing things and we keep trying to like stand up for things yeah. and we can only get better as people and as a community which yeah. I think is the goal yeah because I think I know chatting to some people what stood out from the, with the conversation we had um, I can't remember episode 81 I think it was 80 yeah. something, uh, about the bible I think what stood out for a lot of people was like the, the why has to become bigger than the what yeah, I think I think why we're in church, like like you're saying, why we are part of this community, why why we live um, day to day, week to week, month to month with these people should be bigger uh, than what it is that we do on a Sunday. Yeah, and and, and it should be bigger than uh, again than, than what it is I feel, and I don't yeah. I don't mean bigger than it so it squashes what I feel. I mean bigger than it that what I feel then becomes man. I need to make sure that this gets into the bigger picture. If that makes sense. So yeah. if, if our why, if why we get why we get together on a Sunday is purely for um, singing and a, and a twenty minute or thirty minute word, uh, then when I feel slighted by the way that the person cut me off in the parking, I can push that aside because I'm like, oh, but I'm only here for twenty minutes of singing and thirty minutes of the word. Whereas if I'm yeah. here to if I'm here to prayerfully, and this is what I think your, your definition was so good with, is if I'm here to try and bear God's image, but do so in community, then how the guy treated me in the parking lot matters because he's not bearing God's image. Big picture. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I think I think that's that's what I would hope people sense because, like, with my siblings, my physical siblings. I fight for unity because what we're a part of is so much bigger than this slight disagreement on something. And I would yeah. hope that people would feel the same way about the community of image bearers yeah. to be a part of that. Man, this is so much bigger than just do I like you or not? Are we friends, quote unquote? But no, we're in this for this bigger picture. I don't know if that makes sense. It does. Because ultimately, I think there are things that like God wants to be around now, I guess, because we're trying to like, uh, ultimately the goal is for eternity with him. And so yes. I think like the bible is going to be just there forever until the world is not or we are not or whatever i don't even know how that's supposed to work really um i think i think the church is like it's the same thing right i think ultimately we're trying to build like a picture of what eternity with god would be like Mm. at least these people would be like um and so that's already that is bigger than one day a week yeah that to me does sound like okay every day yeah at least every day until you can because like there's a diverse group of people there's old there's young races genders i think all of that is like that's by design Mm. because ultimately these are the people you're saying okay i want these people to be my family i want you to be there when one day we are with god um and so i think it feels like disingenuous to just like let go of that because of things that happen, or at least not try hard enough. Again, toxicity, abuse, trauma that comes with stuff, all real. Yes. Um, yep. And it sucks. And the fact that that can happen in church is like heartbreaking. Mm. But I do think because we're trying to be part of something bigger, I do think that 
whether you get slighted or you are the one that does the slighting or both you probably will be both exactly yeah um, yeah i think um it's worth like sitting down and like mm-hmm. talking about it and trying to figure out and trying to move forward even if it takes long because i yeah. think sometimes we go okay one conversation with remo is going to change his entire outlook on life <laughs> but i go to remo and say bro you don't teach this and then the next sunday he still can teach it i'm like okay but like yeah i you can't give people timelines okay now i'm gonna leave i told remo and he's still gonna teach it i'm out i'm like that's not that's just not that how it works like we were trying to fix his entire life view you told yeah. him something you've never seen in himself ever before yeah yeah and so i think that's where the patience and the humility comes in because ultimately it's not like we're not perfect mm. so i don't think one conversation like how many things in your life when you really think about it has one conversation fixed fully and it's like just bro, one probably counted on one hand <laughs> it, was, it was the one time i had one conversation with my mom to send me money and she actually did that was it <laughs> every other situation like, like you're right like there's so like anything that's worth it like anything that's worthwhile the number of conversations required to be transformed and to change is yeah is, is numerous um, and, and, and to stay where, changed yeah and i think that's where that trips a lot of people up because that used to trip me up as well i'd be like but i told you this yeah or is the yeah. second time i told you this or this is the third time i told you this and still we feels like we are not going anywhere yeah. but you need to give people room to change and room to grow and room to actually be formed yes by, and by god and by jesus instead yeah. of just okay once off and we're yeah. done and i think that's where the church is unique and it can be a really special place because you don't get that everywhere else bro Like mm. at your job you mess up 99% of the time you're fired or at school you mess up you fail like that's it there are very like real in things that can happen to you and i'm not yeah. saying like let people do what they want forever but <laughs> i am saying that at least give people time and space and patience because i think that's a very jesus like approach to a lot of things exactly yeah i i am um... As you're speaking, what's coming to mind is uh, the book of First Corinthians, right? Where, yeah. where, I mean, Paul is, I mean, he's beastly for like 12 chapters of just nailing these guys on the things that are wrong within the church. And obviously then he, he begins chapter 13, which is very famous, by saying, and so I will teach you a better way. And his better yeah. way is love, that it is patient, yeah. it is kind, it is uh, not self-seeking, it does not boast, it does not envy. And then, of course, he goes on to talk about how if if we do these other things if i have these gifts and i try to live out of those gifts but i do not have love then i'm just broken like that like for, yeah. for paul the, and i think that's what i'm hearing you say and i guess i'm part of the conversation as well so me as well but i think what we're getting down to is like church should actually be this collection of this image bearing community these people should be a people of love and a place of love right cuz yeah cuz if we don't love one another both ways and that's the thing that it's 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 both with the slighter and the slighted we both have to love one another enough to be able to have this conversation to be able to engage yeah. in these things um and be able to then enjoy the community to, that we get to be in so then let me ask you this light as we kind of bring the 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 ship for a landing obviously church church hurt is really real we we we've hopefully touched on that enough to say we recognize it we see you if you've if you've experienced church hurt but church glory is also i don't know if that's the opposite of hurt but church like being put togetherness has yeah, i don't know if that's yeah. ever happened to you 
But I, I'm thinking like, do you have any of those like really, whether it was yourself or, or, or stories of people you've seen where you've seen really inspiring things like, wow, that was, that was amazing to see considering like people can be so hurt by the church, but there's actually these really good things that are happening in the space. Yeah, and I think, yeah, there's, uh, I remember like a day of mine and I'm like, I've seen church fix so many people's lives. Yeah. So I will like uh, touch on that as well. But yeah. I remember like when I was like 16, 17, mm-hmm. like a friend of mine died. Sure. So matric, 17, yeah. 18. So. And like the next week we had like team Devo on like a Saturday mm-hmm. uh, or whatever. And so, I went there and like I had uh, like a pretty terrible week, obviously. Yeah. Um, and I went there and like five minutes in when I was like surrounded by all these people and all my friends and like, it was just like, God, mm. like that grief, like just, I don't know what I, it just like paused. And yeah. I was just like in that moment and in the church. And I think as a place of healing, I don't think there are many things that can like touch or get close to a church that is actually like being a church. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I I think of uh, how people who grew up grow up without moms or without dads and then all of a sudden they're in church and they have tons. Mm. Um, and like genuinely people who care about them and they learn lessons from these people and they have people who walk with them as if they were their own kids and I think that works both ways to be fair yeah um, I think it just the thing that like church does to like heal trauma that seems like unfixable or unhealable because I think again in the real world there are a lot of things where it's just kind of like a write-off bro yeah like your, your parents die bro you're just going through life without them you're bringing out stuff without them it is what it is and you're just gonna have to take the wins and take the losses yeah. like, in church though people are like they really are there for you yeah um like actually there like with yeah. you throughout the day like people will call you people will get you stuff like the the example you gave about you like moving from one place to another and still getting a bunch of stuff i just think yeah yeah i just think like it's an actual like family yeah and they do what like you expect families to do and some people who have never really like met you or never really been there for you just become these pillars of your life really yeah where yeah. otherwise you would have had none i think church like fills things that otherwise would have been empty really mm. sure that's so good that's yeah i am um... Literally, as you're speaking, different pictures are popping up in my mind. Um, but probably the, the two things that stick out the most is I once, I went on a trip to San Antonio, Texas. Uh-huh. And uh, Dave Pochter, who used to be in South Africa, had been here in South Africa for a couple of years, uh, was my connect. So obviously, I kind of yeah. knew him. Uh, and if anybody knows my story with David, <laughs> we weren't friends when he left South Africa. Yeah. Uh, but again, the blood of Jesus comes a multitude of sins. And so uh we he was my connect and then he hooked me up with a family a youth a family that had a, a son who was in the teen ministry and I was going to be hanging out at the teen ministry there and the the dad had led a church before but now was kind of working for this I think the state of Texas or the city of San Antonio um anyway I can't remember all the details but what I do remember is they 
knowing I was going to be with them for three and a half weeks. First of all, they were hosting me for three and a half weeks. I didn't pay rent, which that's yeah, like yeah. already I was like, <laughs> cool, bro. Like, like you don't have to do anything more. And then they were like, yo, we know how teens and campus roll. So we just thought we'd cut you a key to our house. So here's a key. This is like what you need to do when you try to enter or exit the house. I was like, wait, no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm from South Africa. <laughs> right because san antonio they abbreviated to sa i'm like no i'm from the real sa my brother yeah. <laughs> so, in south africa you don't just give people the keys to your house you know but i realized like it's the church yeah like, this this guy and i literally the day, i'd never met this family a day in my life and when i arrived there uh, that evening they were like yeah, yeah we've, we've you know we asked around they say you like coffee we've got different coffee for you you know whatever breakfast you want let us know i was like dude the heck so that 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 will always stick with me as to just the level of care, love, and hospitality that people who are trying to bear Christ's image can have for one another. Uh, and then the other is being able to work with, um, I don't know what the politically correct term is, so please, if someone's going to have me, you know, please have me quietly, uh, but, but working with underprivileged people under the banner of the church. Yeah. Uh, the, the times when I've been able to go, we, you know, in Joburg, we used to go to, to different areas where kids, uh, kids grew up with practically nothing. And we're yeah. trying to get through school and we get to go in tutor maths and English. Now, if you have me as a tutor, you know you're in trouble. <laughs> I just made it through the high school situation and varsity situation. Um, but even th- like the idea that even me being there added value and then seeing the joy and, and how they would remember you and how they would remember, oh, no, last week we were with this uncle. Now this uncle's here this week. And, and just seeing that the, the church, yes, there's the hospitality piece. Yes, there's the transformation. I've obviously being in the ministry, being able to see a lot of transformation and both inside and outside the church, people becoming members, what have you. Uh, but the experience of just seeing that the church can be this beaming light, that these kids who didn't have much to smile and laugh about, uh, if we're honest, could come for a couple of hours on a Saturday and get inspired to go on to then get bursaries and go to school. And, like just to think like this person's life could be yeah. very practical life. Obviously, spiritual life matters, you know, it's yeah. big yeah. value. Yes, yes, yes. I'm a minister. I believe that. But I'm like the practical value of this kid who wasn't going to pass grade seven three years ago, but now on track to excel, literally get, you know, um, distinction level grades in grade seven, and then get a bursary to a better high school than what the area that they live in could, you know, offer them. I'm like, dude, that changes you. That practically changes your life uh, forever, which I think the church is supposed to do both. I think we're supposed to, yes, spiritually, which is a little bit less practical if we're honest, but matters a whole lot. Uh, But man, the practical side of sometimes just putting, you know, James talks about not just saying, Oh, brother, go well, go home and be well fed, you know, be warm and be well fed. It's like, no, dude, give the guy food, put a, put a, a blanket around him. That actually yeah. uh, is part of what makes the church what the church is. So I don't know. Those, those definitely stick out to me. And, and, and I ask because my hope would be that people don't just hear a conversation about church and hear doom and gloom, but that people would believe that this still is the hope of the, the world, that God, yeah. this is still God's uh, plan and his design is that there would be this group of people called out for his purposes, living that way daily uh, and making an imprint on the world. Yeah. And that's what I wanted to say just before we got to like land. I think that hope of the world thing, um, which is a phrase that Jacques loves. Um, <laughs> I think the, idea because i think of the bible and the fruits of the spirit like the things in life that are actually like worth it like the love and the peace and the patience and the kindness and i think ultimately that's a place that they're just supposed to be in church in abundance and yeah. then through that you're supposed to be able to change 
people's like practical lives like yeah. giving someone a blanket not because you're like okay you are now indebted to me and at some point i'm gonna come get my blanket back exactly like, yeah no because i care enough about you because i've i come from a place where love and patience and kindness and stuff is normal mm. um and it's just it's just always is it's just the way that things are um and i think if we can get to that point which we are supposed to mm. um I think then you see you become like the hope of the world and the light of the world and a place where people change spiritually and like practically and physically. Yeah. As, as, you know, it's just, um, I don't know, it feels like a ramble, but you get the gist of what I tried to say there. Yeah, dude, absolutely. And, and I think there is, you know, somewhere uh, there is a balance. I'm sure, you know, if we look over church history, there's been years where there have been really strong decades, even centuries, really strong on the yeah. spiritual, not as strong on the practical. And then, of course, the other way around, where we, yeah. you know, uh, the social gospel, as it's known, and these kind of these, you know, churches that have been and, and Christians who really stood uh, at the forefront of uh, some very intense social political issues um, yeah. and made practical differences. And, and yeah. somehow, again, I, I always feel like I always have to qualify things. I don't know where the right line is. I don't know how yeah. much should Christians be running for president? Well, I don't know. Okay. That's yeah. beyond my pay grade. But what I do know is flip Christians should be loving people. And I don't know yeah. if that's always the experience of both those inside and outside of the church, yeah. particularly in yeah. the last 10, 15 years around the world. Like yeah. it's just been, um, it's been interesting to watch, uh, you know, the, the way that Christianity around the world has been working. Yeah. And I think ultimately, because again, I would say like, like I'm a big, huge believer in the social justice stuff. Mm. Uh, in the race and the sexism and the all of the ways that people get abused always drives me nuts yeah. but um i think and i always say i think it, it goes back to god's image i think a lot mm. of it is that i don't think god intended the world to turn out the way that it did I think it's his plan for there to be racism and sexism and injustice and war. And I think Christians spend a lot of time framing it as though it is, which again, conversation above our pay grades. Sure. And again, like with the church and with stuff, because I've seen church be like, no, it's all part of God's. I think, again, we've got to like, as the church, love people enough to confront stuff that hurts them. Yeah. And but then again, have the patience and the kindness to understand that maybe we don't change a single thing socially mm. and politically and on the justice side of things, but it's still worth to acknowledge the hurt that it causes people and then be there to comfort them and be there to give them the blanket or the food or et cetera, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. I think we get a lot further that way. Yeah. Hence, again, I don't know what the right side of the line is there, but I do know that we should probably contribute to both sides of it. Exactly. Yeah. That, that's, yeah. That's what I've landed on. It's like inaction probably isn't the right action. Yeah. Uh, so at least like, uh, <laughs> it's a terrible saying, but you know, people always often say, you know, ask, rather ask for forgiveness than for permission. <laughs> but, but I do, I, I, maybe it's because I'm action oriented, but sometimes I feel like let me rather go out and like try make a difference and have God yeah. be like, yeah, you know, that You're approach. Wrong, brother. Yeah. Then, then as opposed to, you know, and, and this is what it feels, again, socially feels like in the modern day, then opposed to sitting behind a computer screen or my iPhone screen, expecting that the change will happen. 
and yeah. I haven't I haven't moved. I haven't I haven't done anything. Um, and that's why, honestly, I mean, someone asked me the other day, like, you know, you're 28, like you could be going on and doing so many other different things. Why are you still? And, and this particular person had a very low view of people who are full time in the ministry. So they, they, their exact words were, why are you stuck in the ministry? <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, let me punch you in the face. <laughs> I'm not stuck. Uh, anyway. Uh, I'm joking. I didn't think that. I'm, I'm think like Jesus. Jesus would never punch him. But I, I, th- I thought, I thought, dude, I'm not stuck. I get to experience, yeah. and, and I, I get to be on the forefront, the front line of watching people's lives be transformed by the love of Jesus, mm-hmm. both spiritually, and then, like you mentioned, mentally, emotionally, and then physically. Yeah. I've literally watched because of the work that we get to do in the ministry full time, and of course, the church in general gets to do in ministry. I've literally watched people feel like within a year or two be radically like different I'm, I'm not talking like oh yeah they take they tweaked a, little, a couple of things no no i'm talking like we're not sure you're the same guy we met two years ago but it's because yeah. of all that god is doing in their lives it's it's uh, it's one of those incredible things so i definitely believe that you know uh, the church is still the hope of the world i definitely believe yeah. it is still god's plan a uh, and my experience of the church has certainly had its hurts i've certainly seen my friends walk away i've certainly seen some friends come back certainly made new friends i had you know had all sorts of experience but my experience overall of the church has been that man people generally are trying their best to be the best version that they can be to honor god uh, and do their best in the world that they can and life just isn't simple and cut and dry that that's what we do every day yeah because again god's plan i totally agree i mean ultimately i don't know if like church was not supposed to exist or if it was like gonna be torn down i feel like someone would have cracked the code bro they would have been, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we could make sure church doesn't exist and they would have yeah sure but still communities grow churches grow people grow and i think that's the nature of god and that he's supposed to last forever so he will yeah. but i think yeah i think it is plan a, like sure it hurts sometimes it hurts people and it definitely can be better but like you said that's life and that's people and as long as we are actually trying to be loving, then I feel like we can only grow closer to God than we can like further away. Yeah. Go on. Well, if you listen to this, uh, this is Lita and Remo signing out. Uh, we just want to remind you, these are just our thoughts. These are not uh, Bible or facts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> don't cancel us. Please. Yeah, please also don't cancel us. Talk to us if we said something off. Um, but also, please be a part of a community. Really, really engage yourself. Give wholeheartedly yeah. to a community. Uh, really do believe that it will help you to thrive in life as well as in your faith. Thank you for listening. For more thought-provoking conversations, subscribe to the Rima Klale Life and Faith Podcast. Please like, review, and share so that we can continue to help others thrive in their life as well as in their faith.